Hey guys, Baramalidity back for this episode of the Comeback Game podcast. And today is going to be a little bit different. I'm joined by coffee drinking, minimalist actor, and also one of the leading coaches at the Game Changers, Michael McNish. Michael, how are you doing today, mate? I'm pretty awesome. How are you? Mate, fantastic. I'm pumped to chat to you today. Uh, so we obviously had a chat a little while ago and, and the feedback that we've been getting from the podcast uh, has been incredible and the guests have been absolutely outstanding, lots of value. And kind of thinking, you know, like we've got some pretty incredible and talented people on our team uh, that have all got their own comeback game story and a lot of value to share. And so uh, we thought that we would get you on as the uh, first member of the Game Changers team just to kind of share a bit about you and what did you do? Because you're quite a diverse human being. Uh, you're this incredible genius marketer and, and, and phenomenal coach. On the backside of that, you're also heavily into your uh, theatre and performing arts as an actor as well. So let's kind of get started. For, for anyone out there who's watching or listening, doesn't know who you are, uh, let's just talk a little bit about who you are. Who I am. It's a bit yeah. of a can of worms. And you're right that um, I, I've done a lot and do a lot and can do a lot. And it's actually proven to be actually one of the biggest challenges for me because yeah. when you're good at lots of things and you can do lots of things that what you do is the hardest question to actually answer. What, like, what do you want to do? I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. Um, and when you speak to people, when they're like that, it's like they've got total bright, shiny eye syndrome all the time. Like I could, you know, like I can do graphic design, copywriting, acting, uh, Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, photography. I've done that. I've written poetry. Um, you know, I've done sales. I've done, I've been a beauty therapist before. I've done eyelash extensions, lash tinting, lash perming, spray tanning. Right. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, I, I, and I've marketed jumping castles. So like this and, and McDonald's as well. I was a retail marketing consultant for them. So I know how to sell hamburgers. And I've been a barista. And so there's a lot that, that, that I've done. And so for me to sort of give you a, a story, you know, who, who I am, um, it's a difficult one to sort of answer. And I think in my life, it's actually been trying to find who I am amongst all the things that I have been able to do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such, a, such a fascinating response because I was having a a fairly in-depth conversation with someone that's uh, someone's dear to me the other day because they're in a, in a situation where um, there's a million great ideas they've got and all of them would be, uh, you know, highly profitable, make a lot of money and probably you know, experience a lot of fulfillment out of that. Yet, you know, the, the challenge that, they, that they've faced uh, for a long time and, and, and I feel your pain, dude, because I, I, I'm, I'm there often as well is, well, what is it that I actually choose to do? Because mm -hmm. I can do all this stuff and I can do all this stuff well and, and all of it I, I might enjoy, it might excite me, I might get the fun out of it. But which one do I choose? Mm -hmm. and, and if I choose one, what does that mean for all the other ones that I'm not choosing? Yes. You know, and, and we had this conversation, we kind of joked and, and um, you know, like, like, what role is this? Like, what role is this that, that, that I'm looking for, that I'm great at? And I was like, I think they just call it entrepreneur. I think that that was what happened. <laughs> they just... Like back in the day, <laughs> these people they found that, that had this um, ability to be, to be great at many things and wear many hats as, as most business owners and entrepreneurs do, and they can do it well, and they just kind of categorized them as entrepreneurs. <laughs> where yep. are you at with that journey? Like where are you at with that journey to, to find yourself, let's say? 
Great question. Um, and I think constantly I feel like I'm at the beginning again. Like, I feel like, oh, I'm getting progress. I'm really going ahead to what I want. And then I feel like I'm back at square one again, trying to find what that, what that is. And I think deep down, it's about fulfillment. It's about mm. finding like what brings me the greatest joy. Mm. What, what, make, what gives me that, that, that emotional state that makes me go, yes, this is what I'm meant to be doing, right? And so that's why theatre is so important to me because it gives me that. And, yeah. I, and I'm trying to fill my life with what brings me the greatest joy, not yeah. necessarily what I should be doing or what I'm great at doing or what's necessarily going to give me the most money, but, but what fulfills me. And yeah. that's sort of how I'm, where I'm at right now in my life and probably why I, I've chosen to, to coach people more as a, as a pathway because I get so much joy out of helping others. You know, I yeah. get more joy out of working with people now than I am designing a landing page for someone or, or managing their Facebook ads for them. I can do that and get great results, but it doesn't give me as much joy. Yeah. And, and I think that, that, that I'm not sure, like, do you feel that that is the key to, to people with this entrepreneur, like Alex Scharf and uh, one of our previous guests talks about, you know, the entrepreneur personality type. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I feel the same is, is it like any point in time, the destination can change and, and we can be presented with this shiny thing syndrome, which happens so often is that, you know, where we want to go, where we think that we could go, where we'd like to go looks more appealing than where we're at. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know for myself, something that I've been working on or something I've been realizing more and more is it's not so much around necessarily the destination mm. because I think that once you set the destination, you'll get there. And, but there's going to be a lot of questioning along the way of whether that's the right destination, whether you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. The question I think is, is how, do we, how, do we, how can we experience more joy right now? How can we experience more fulfillment right now? Mm-hmm. Because life is always going to present us with the ups and the downs, regardless of whether we're going north, south, east or west. The destination is less relevant than the journey. Yeah. And I remember being told that as a kid that, that you know, enjoy the destination. It's about the journey, not the destination. And I was like, what do you mean? Mm. Like, like I've got to get there. I've got to go there. And that was very much the early stages of my entrepreneur journey is like about achieving an outcome. Mm-hmm. Yet the thing that would happen is every time I'd achieve that outcome, I'd be left feeling unfulfilled. Mm. There was all this, this, this excitement or this, this, I don't know, perceived belief of what that outcome was going to give me only to realize it never quite lasted that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how have you found that you're able to bring in more fulfillment into your life? Like how have you found that you've able to become someone that can experience more of that? Oh, that's a heavy, deep question, Barry, a really good one. Um, look, I, I, I don't feel like I'm an expert at that yet. To be honest, mm. to completely honest with you, I, I could say to anyone I've made it in terms of feeling completely fulfilled. That would mm. that would be a lie, right? Yeah. Um, I'm on the I'm on the journey towards that, and I think that's the personal development path that we take. We're trying to, you know, deal with what comes up for us, our limiting beliefs, the the things that we, the self doubt or the the confidence doubts that we have about ourselves, whether we can or we can't, um, what we should or we shouldn't do. Um, what you spoke about earlier was is really relevant about like fulfillment 
And I know that I always say to people that you are not your business. Mm. Right? Business is not you and you are not your business. So mm. stop acting as if that's the case. And it really, I think the idea of fulfillment comes from um, many ways. If you're the one doing the work, like if your business is based around um, your, your time and your energy and what you do, you have to enjoy it. Otherwise, you, you, you're living your life doing something you hate. You really are. If you see yourself as the business owner, you're not necessarily the one doing your work. Fulfillment will come from a different place. It comes from what that asset or what that business enables you to do or contribute to others. And I think greatest fulfillment is actually contribution. Mm. And, what, and where we feel unfulfilled in business is our business's inability to contribute to others. It's not working. So therefore I'm unfulfilled and I'm mm. trying to find something else to do. And I know in my business career where let's say a project hasn't worked or it hasn't kind of gotten where I wanted it to go, I would feel unfulfilled and then try and look for something else. Mm. Right? <laughs> so mm. I think the momentum that we build in success is fulfilling. Like, I think we all like to win. Winning is fulfilling, right? No one likes to lose. Mm. When I went, I lost that, that business failed. That was so fulfilling. Like, mm. no, I don't, I don't know anyone who really says that. It's not, it's not a good feeling. Mm. Right? But I think as human beings, we search for the feeling. And, and if it doesn't give us that feeling, whether it's business or a relationship with a partner or the thing that we're doing, we sometimes go to that position where it's not working and I need to find something else. Mm. Right. Mm. I love, I love, God, we've gone deep quick. Um, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Off <laughs> uh, uh, for the training wheels. Um, no, let's, 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 let's keep it going. Cause this is a good, this is a good conversation. I'm just trying to backtrack because there's several things that you shared there. I think a couple of things like, like my perspective on this is that, like there's only so much fulfillment we can experience on our own. Mm. And typically it's short term. You know, you, 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 you've, you've spent way too much time with your partner or your kids or your, your employees or your, your, your friends or your peers or whatever. And it's like, you're just craving to have some your, you time. Mm. It doesn't last before you're like, okay, I need a bit more stimulation in my mm -hmm. environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I like what, I really love what you said about the, the contribution aspect because I often see, or we often see, right? A lot of business owners that enter the game changers because they're wanting to experience more money mm. or they're wanting to experience typically more money or more time, right? Are the two kind of big ones. They're not quite generating enough revenue or enough profit um, that they would like to, to, be, to be growing the way they like to. They haven't got enough time to do the things they want to do. And, you know, I think that when, or what we notice is when we get them past that kind of survival mentality, once we help them resolve that initial issue of not having enough money or time and they get things back on track, whether it be implementing marketing campaigns or, or, or their, you know, clean up their sales process, systems, team, whatever the, the thing may be, mm. is it that, that then where do they reach, right? Then where do they get to? They find themselves in this position where once they move past survivability, is it starts to become more around fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And as you shared before, fulfillment comes from contribution. Fulfillment comes from contributing to something or someone outside of yourself to something or some something or someone bigger than yourself. And yeah. there's no greater feeling than winning with a team. Mm -hmm. 
winning when you've been when you played a team, you've played your best, and you've beaten another team. It's very different than winning something individually. And even individually, there's been coaches and mentors and trainers and 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 family and friends and support for that journey. Hmm. So let's dig into the contribution aspect because I think this is huge. And I almost see that that where people get stuck, it's almost quite contradictory what they need to do to get unstuck. It's like they get stuck, so they think they need to do more. Spend more, invest more time, be more, work more hours. And and often like it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with if, if we look at contribution is that they get stuck in, in survival, doing everything for themselves. They close off assisting others, helping others. And it's unfulfilling. It's like, why am I doing this? So how long can I last? So I may as well do something else. Or let's go back to a job because this is really not working for me. We've been doing this for, you know, for two, two, three years now. How much longer? And you know what I think it also is? It's hope. When you lose hope for something else to be possible, like it's not fulfilling being in a relationship with someone that you can't see the future as a good outcome mm. because you, you will go, well, what's the point? Mm. What's the point? May as well cut my losses now. Mm. And, and so it's a good point you raise. Like, do you feel that people, let's just switch to business. Like, God, there's so much we pull apart here. We jump a bit all over the place, but I trust the guys are, are hanging in there with us. <laughs> possibly, Possibly some of the overwhelm or the frustration or um, that, that constant moving from one thing to the next in business is because the outcome is maybe too far away to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can be. That the outcome is too far away to be realistic. So therefore they're overwhelmed with the, the, the present because they're not seeing the momentum or the movement towards the outcome. Mm-hmm. Or there's a part of them that are wanting to find something to control, to, to feel like they're back in control again, to feel like they're, they're in momentum, they're moving again. So they, they abandoned the course to find something easier or like you said, something more fulfilling or something that's going to give them a sense of immediate gratification in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the interesting thing in my life that I've discovered is that every business venture that I've done, every, everything that I've, every project that I've been involved in, um, the fulfillment I was looking for I was looking for in the thing I was doing, right? And obviously we can get fulfillment from contributing to others outside of ourselves. But what I found that I was really looking for more so was in me. Mm. And what was happening in my life was just a reflection of what was everything that was going on in me. Mm. It, 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 and that's when I mean the journey that I'm on, it's business for me has been the ultimate personal development course. Yeah. Because it's brought up all of my stuff. <laughs> Between business and relationships. Everything. Everything's come up. Like I've, yeah. I've been in business in an abusive relationship before. Yeah. Right. Everything came up. Everything of the, my life was entwined in the business. And so I, I learned a hell of a lot in, in those moments. And I go, you know, it was really like business for me has been great and full of highs, but also full of, full of, full of lows. Yeah. You know, but from the lows, here's the thing without those lows, I wouldn't be the coach I am now for people. Cause I wouldn't understand what that was like. I wouldn't understand 
the feeling that you'd actually go through being in that, in that space. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. You know, and I think every entrepreneur who's ever been great has gone through bad, dark times. Yeah. I don't know anyone who hasn't. Many. Like not, yeah, multiple times, right? <laughs> it's like the life cycle. It just has to be the case. And like if, if someone's listening to this podcast who's in a bit of a dark space, get excited because you're on the path. <laughs> <laughs> like this is good. You're meant to be there because it's yeah. part of the process. Well, and that's and that contrast too, right? Like, I often think that, you know, like I remember when I was younger, I was like, oh, why can't we just be happy all the time? Or why can't we just have what we want all the time? Yeah. And things like that. And it wasn't until later when I realized, looking back, and, and a lot of the inspiration that started the Comeback Game podcast in the first place was looking back that some of the most challenging times in my life, like one particular that stands out is the bankruptcy I went through. Like still to date, one of the hardest things I've ever experienced in my life. Yet now I look back at it as such a blessing. I look back at it as such a pivotal moment in my life mm. and a moment that because that's happened has allowed me to go on and create the Game Changers, the Comeback Game podcast and, and, and impact, you know, hundreds of thousands of people's lives yep. across the world. But had that challenge not happened, would the, would the drive have still been there? Mm. And fulfillment, right, come back to the central theme here, comes from challenge. Mm. You, people feel the greatest sense of achievement and success and fulfillment over overcoming a problem. Mm. Without the problem, there's no achievement. The triumph. This yeah. is triumph. I overcame that. I survived or I, I beat that. Yeah. And that's fulfilling, <laughs> really yeah. fulfilling. When I remember my first job out of uni was a, a sales rep and, um, I was pretty excited for this role. I mean, I wanted to be a marketer, but my first job was sales. And uh, I'm glad that I did that because I, I learned a hell of a lot. And I remember my first day, the guy who hired me was sacked. Like, bad start. He was going to train me on, on all of this stuff. And the national sales manager came up from Melbourne to Brisbane and said to the guy, look, you know, give him a couple of weeks, but it probably won't work out. And uh, my, my state sales manager said, no, he deserves a shot. You know, let's give, him, let's give him the benefit of the doubt here. And I was 20. I had never sold ovens, cooktops, range hoods, anything before. I didn't know how to cook very much, like, you know, pretty average. And I had zero experience in the industry. I didn't know anyone. And most people thought I would fail. And my biggest motivator was the fact that they thought I would. They thought that here he is, 20, he's not going to make this work. And so instead of giving me the big successful brands that they were going to give me, uh, they gave me the, the brand that wasn't doing well. The brand that they didn't really care about. Um, and that was an even bigger motivator for me. I'm like, you watch. You the wrong. You watch what's going to happen here. And I turned that brand in about 12 to, 12 to 18 months from three and a half thousand a month to a hundred thousand dollars a month in, in revenue wholesale. Yeah. We had about four, three or four stockists and I called on every single Harvey Norman, Retrovision, Better Electrical, Independent Retailer, Clive Peters, Clive Anthony's, whichever Clive you want. Right. I, I called on Clive <laughs> And I had like 30 to 40 stockers um, because I, I was resilient and I was persistent. And yeah. 
you know, I actually look back at that job. I was only on 30, I think 35,000 a year, right? I didn't get paid a commission because the way the company was structured, right? But I look at that, that role and I went, that's my favorite. That's actually my favorite mm. because of the you're the, you're the underdog, right? Totally. I was able to say, guess what I did? <laughs> you know, yeah. and, but people who said I couldn't. It's, it's funny. I read a quote this morning from uh, Tim Grover and it was around failure. And it said, uh, failure is what happens when you decide you failed. Until then, you're still always looking for ways to get to where you want to be. When someone else says you failed, what they really mean is, if that were me, I would feel like I failed. Mm. Dealing with setbacks is how you achieve success. You fuck up, you learn, you adapt, and you figure it out. Right? Like, like failure is a label we give ourselves when we decide to give up. Mm -hmm. I, think, I don't think I've ever given up in my life. Like I've had pretty dark times, but didn't realize the strength I had in me to deal with what I had to deal with. Mm. Like incredible, incredible resilience and incredible ability just to keep moving. What was one of the biggest challenges you've had? Like one of the biggest adversities you've had <laughs> in the last like 30 years? <sighs> biggest challenge I had was when my partner racked up a quarter of a million dollars worth of debt in my name. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we had two beauty salons in the city. I was 25 and I trusted, mm. you know, and it was really painful. Mm. And I remember just feeling completely hopeless in what, what do I do? This wasn't even the industry that I had learned about, you know, and, and how did I get here? Mm. How did I get here? It was so hard because it was matter of the, of, of a relate personal relationship mm. as well as the, as dealing with the business. Mm. And I remember leaving, I had a, a beautiful apartment in Kangaroo point with a view of the city. And I remember closing down the businesses moving to a place called Redcliffe, which is about 30 minutes north of the city in a little house by myself, like from apartment to a little cottage and pulling, calling on favors to get by. Like literally I was pushing, um, pushing trolleys at Coles and being a checkout, checkout guy with a marketing degree and all my experience, because I'm like, I just needed something simple to keep me going and getting mm. cash. The house that I, I got, was owned by one of my previous bosses who I had a really solid relationship with. And as you can stay there rent free, Michael. Right. Mm. And so I was able to have a safe place to rebuild myself. I started working as a marketing manager again and building myself back up again. I didn't let it, I didn't let it stop me. I mm. didn't let it hurt me. And I dealt with what I had to deal with, but it was so challenging because I thought that because of the challenge that I had, my, it was over. Like everything, there, there was no moving forward. But it's, that wasn't true. Mm. It was something I, I would say to myself. And I think it's so fulfilling to know that uh, with what I dealt with there, my life now is so good, right? 
And I look back at that and the lessons that I learned from that enabled me to do what I do now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I like what you shared there. You know, like we don't know what we're capable of until we, we're faced with it. We're not, you know, until we go through it. I didn't shut down, mm. you know, it's like I dealt with what I had to deal with and there, and it's like, okay, this is, this is what it is. And mm. this is what I'm going to do about it. Mm. What do you think the key lessons were out of that? Like, to, like to go from living the lifestyle you were to, 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 to living in a, in a small cottage, yeah. uh, quarter million dollars debt in your name. Like, what do you think were the key learnings for you out of that experience? Key learning for me in that whole experience is go into a business that you know what you're doing. Because when you don't have control or understanding of something, or let's say understanding, if you don't understand something, you can't strategize about it. Mm. So whether it's you don't understand Google ads or you don't understand Facebook ads or you don't understand management styles, you don't understand your books. If you're in business, it's something that you don't understand and you're dependent on someone else to understand it for you. You're setting yourself up for the exact same experience of that shock that hits you like a brick in the head, right? Mm. That you weren't expecting because you didn't know. Yeah. And I learned that, that, that is so critical. You don't have to know how to do it as much as understand it well. Mm. And the ostrich method of putting your head in the sand and hoping that it's going to sort itself out doesn't work. No. Right. So that's the first thing. Un you've got to understand stuff. The second thing is you've got to deal with your own beliefs of, of money and yourself. Like I really, I, I, as a young, young man, I really had difficulty having money conversations. Like my housemates, even asking for simple things like, can you pay the rent or can I get money for the, for the, for the bills was an uncomfortable mm. conversation for me and had to show up time and time again in business because I didn't want to deal with what was there. Mm. And as a result, if you're ignoring money problems, guess what's going to be there? More money problems. Yeah. So you know, actually having a bit of courage and looking at the situation head on and it helps you to actually deal with it. Whereas when you avoid the problem, it gets worse. It's like ignorance is bliss. Not really. Mm. <laughs> because, what, what, you, what you resist persists, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I learned how strong I was. Hmm. I learned how incredibly strong I was um, to come out the other side of that and, and create more and do more and learn more. And as a result of all of that, you know, I started the entrepreneur's journey. Yeah. I started, I, I kept going. I, I created other things and, and built better, amazing relationships with other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And, and I think from there, I think one of the biggest, most important things is, is finding that tribe or community to rally around you when you're in those situations. Because like, I was alone. Mm. I had my mum, you know. Mum was there for me. Mm. My, some of my, my old relationships were there, but I, a lot of my friends didn't actually know what I was dealing with. Yeah. 
Now, yeah. now, if I was going through something like that, I've got a massive community of business owners and entrepreneurs and mentors and colleagues and coaches that can say, hey, this is what's going on for me and I'd get support. Yeah. And, and you'd be vulnerable enough to ask for it too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But the no bullshit, like, don't, don't hold back because no one can help you if you keep it all to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I remember one of my first earlier mentors, Sharon Pearson, who's on one of the earlier episodes of the, the comeback game as well. She shared with me that, that, you know, as a business owner, you need to understand how everything works. It doesn't mean you need to do everything. It doesn't mean that you need to do the marketing or do the sales or do the operations, but you need to understand how it works mm. because otherwise you won't know the right questions to ask the people that are doing it for you. And you're, you're essentially delegating through what um, Michael Gould would say through abdication. Mm right? You're not taking responsibility for what's being delegated and that there's not the same accountability there. And the second point you mentioned about money, the real kind of core message I've got there is that, you know, what we resist persists. And so if there's anything in business or life right now that, that, that you guys listening or watching this know you need to address and you're not, it's not going to go away. It's probably going to get worse. Yeah. It's like, it's like an effect, an infection that's un, untreated. It's, it's going to get worse. And if it gets so bad, they might need to amputate your leg or your arm, you know, like your business might shut down. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, this is, this ties in beautifully what you shared around the growth that we do go through with business owners. Like, I'm sorry, if you're listening to this right now and you got into business because it was easy, like you thought it was an easy way to make money. Uh, I'm sorry to break the bubble. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> About business, business is going to be one of the, the most challenging and the most rewarding journeys of your life because it's, it's really where you learn who you become. And, you know, like you said earlier, Michael, you said that you are not your business and your business is not you. Correct. They're different entities. And your business is a reflection of you. Yes. You never have business problems. You only ever have personal problems that are reflected in your business. And so things right now in the business are not operating or working or functioning the way that, that you as a business owner or entrepreneur would like them to be. Take a look at yourself and ask the question, which is something I admire so much about you, Michael, and something you bring to the team is you always take that accountability for, okay, what's this in me? How is something in me creating this experience I'm having right now? Mm -hmm. What do I need to improve on, change, modify? Absolutely. It's yeah. that act of taking responsibility for what happened and what is, and, and that is so critical. Like I think for a long time I was in effect and total blame game. I was playing the blame game. It wasn't, it, it wasn't, I didn't create this. They create this. And, it, and, and it was just a bad thing that happened to me, mm. right. Rather than for me as mm. a result of who I am and what I chose to do. Mm. I realized that, you know, who we are has a big impact on our experience. You know, mm. if we want to feel more f fulfillment in our life, we've got to take responsibility for creating fulfillment rather than, uh, you know, being at the effect of, well, you, you didn't give me that feeling or the business didn't give me that feeling. So therefore I'm not fulfilled. But I create my fulfillment. I choose what to do to be fulfilled. Mm. I choose what to do. So therefore I'm in control. Mm. You're, you're a captain of your own ship. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't feel that when I was 25, I felt like I was on someone else's ship. Yeah. And yeah. I was powerless. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's a common feeling. We see a lot of business owners that don't, they don't feel they're in control of the business. They feel like they've lost control hmm. of their business. It's no, it's not fun anymore. It's, it's plateaued. It's got never ending issues. It's not growing fast enough. There's issues with staff or cash flow or yeah. Mm. Ultimately you as a business owner is the one that can do something about it. The only one. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best, what's the best advice you've ever been given by a mentor? Hmm. Or best three bits of advice. <laughs> There's so much yeah. advice. I'm trying to think about like, what's the advice I want to share. Um, you've really got to understand your customer. Mm. Like really mm. deeply, intimately more than anything, because they are the reason that you're in business. Like mm. that's it. I love that. Like, if you're in business for money, wrong reason, not going to work. You've got to be, you got to know who this is for um, intimately. The second thing is like, you've got to know, like it connects to the next one, but like, why are you doing this? Like, what's your motivator? What's your, what's your purpose? You know, mm. I think I'll probably go back to Simon Sinek's why video probably was one of the most powerful things I ever watched. And I think I watched it like 20 times because I was so moved by it. Um, that a lot of us do stuff because we're good at it, but don't know why we do it. We can't yeah. actually share with people the, 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 the reason behind it. And if you can't do that, you know, it's, it's hard to feel fulfilled getting other people to fulfill on something because money doesn't fulfill people. Yeah. There's never enough. Yeah. You can't catch it. Can't. Yeah, exactly. What is it? It's just energy value at, at, at the core though. And this is where, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, that possibly not everyone listening to this will, will, will get it and, and may even resist what I'm about to say. Um, when we, when we look at money, it's, it's not the money that we're actually after. It's the experience that we believe and perceive that the money will give us a feeling of belonging, a feeling of safety, of security, of achievement, of comfort, of freedom, control. It's not the money itself. Hmm. It's the feeling and the experience we perceive the money's going to give us, which is what we're craving, which is what we're looking for. Yep. We, just, yep. we just label it as money. It's like the thing that we believe will get us what we want. And I realize that things don't bring fulfillment. Things mm. don't make, bring happiness. Having stuff doesn't make you happy. Mm. Buying a bigger, better house doesn't make you happy. Mm. It doesn't. And so happiness deep down, I think is what we're all looking for. Yeah. You know, that sense of real fulfilled happiness on purpose. My life is great feeling. Yeah. That's what we really want. And yeah. money ain't the way to get it. In fact, I was watching Q&A last night. I love watching that. And sometimes the topics are so on point. And I was saying how in schools, a lot of people believe that career is the most important thing in their life. Hmm. Like career is the most important, most satisfying for your own sense of self. But it was argued by, I think it was Jordan Peterson, right? and some other members of the panel that was saying that 
it, it's family that actually is what we want. Belonging. Belonging. Yeah. That's yeah. what we want. Yeah. And, and so, so I, yeah. Oh, sorry, okay. keep going. Yeah, and that's why I get that feeling from theatre. Yeah. I get that need met of contrib contributing to others with entertainment, but a sense of belonging in the tribe, in the group where we put on a show. I get fulfillment with the game changers by being part of a team that achieves amazing things together, not on my own. Mm. Right. That on my own came in that, in my experience when I was 25, I was yeah. alone. And that feeling of alone is what we don't want. No mm. one wants to feel alone. No one wants to be a gazillionaire alone. Mm. Mm. So the question is, what are you doing right now? to create belonging mm. or are you alienating yourself? Mm. And so if, if, if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur right now, that's watching this or listening to this, wherever you are, and you know, you're feeling that business is a bit of a, a lonely journey. You're feeling like you're not quite fulfilled or experiencing the happiness or the enjoyment that you'd like through your business, or maybe, you know, maybe business is going okay. You're just purely not growing fast enough. Uh, you know, we specifically help six and seven figure business owners who don't feel they're growing fast enough uh, with a program we've got called the Opulence. And it utilizes the Game Changers Genius Model methodology, which is kind of focused around three key points. Uh, number one is, is magnetizing your mindset. How do you attract more of the right opportunities? How do you align both your intuition with your intellect and how do you make more of the right decisions and less of the wrong ones? Because it's not so much the right decisions that really move us forwards. It's the wrong ones that move us far backwards. So we want to make more of the right ones and less of the wrong ones. Point number two is, is, is how do you monetize your market? How do you attract more of your high quality prospects you'd like to work with? How do you convert them into paying clients and how do you deliver them a phenomenal product and service? And number three, how do you maximize your growth? Like how are you setting up systems and processes in your organization to leverage time? How are you attracting, like hiring, uh, training and retaining quality team members? And what does your strategy look like for the next 12 months to 10 years? Because business is changing so fast that if you're not ahead of the game, you'll simply be left behind. And it's very different because unlike uh, most other coaching programs that only focus on strategy or tactics or short-term growth, our product has been tried and, and tested and proven to work in tens of industries and with uh, hundreds of businesses around the world. So if you're someone who is in business and, and are wanting to, to grow faster, wanting to feel like you're part of a tribe and wanting to experience more you know, fulfillment, joy and happiness, uh, I'll put a link below to book a scale session with one of the team and we'll have a chat and just see whether or not uh, we're able to help you. It's a free chat and uh, if we are able to help you, we'll certainly let you know. And if we're not, we'll uh, happily refer you to somebody else who might be able to, because as Michael said, you know, for us, we get a lot of fulfillment out of helping other business owners succeed because Michael, myself, our team, we've been there before. We've done it alone. And it's much more enjoyable when together we grow as well. So like Michael, I suppose, uh, you know, any last words that you'd like to share to anyone out here today we haven't even touched really like we haven't even touched on your marketing genius like we've <laughs> gone into all this like emotion and fulfillment and stuff and 
Like for those that don't know you, have no idea how phenomenal you are when it comes to uh, marketing and positioning and creating offers as well. So we might have to get you back again, but anything you want to kind of share with the, with the guys here today? Um, you know, I, I mentioned about knowing your customer really well. And in all my experience in doing a marketing degree at uni and doing course after course with all the, you know, the info marketers that are around, I used to call them the info marketing mafia. You know, this little crew that they kind of all know each other. Um, you know, don't get, don't get caught up in the tactical how-to. Yeah. Really don't get caught up in that. Where your success lies is really, really simple. Right? Who do you want to serve and serve them? Mm. It's as simple as that. You've got to know your, your customer in intimate in intimate detail, more than, more than you've ever done before. And when I was at uni, we'd do marketing plans and we'd you know, create all these you know, SWOT analysis and situation analysis and all this stuff. But here's the thing, your entire business, all it needs is, a, as a, is to be based on is your customer. So I'd say spend a day, a week, a month, just researching them Make it about them. That's where your happiness is going to be. Mm. Your fulfillment comes from who you serve, mm. not from the business that you want to create. It's mm. what the business enables you to do, not the business. Mm. So that's what I think is the most important. And, you know, if you aren't fully clear on that or you struggle with your niche or you struggle with your avatar, your target market, you're not really sure. Maybe you're not finding no points of differentiation in your marketplace. You're finding you have to discount your prices to win the business. I'd say it's because you haven't niched down to your your customer. And if you're struggling with that, I'd love to help you. You know, Um, that's what we do time and time again with the game changers. And um, you know, that's something that I'd love to work with you on. Um, but if you don't want to work with it, with me, make sure that you do it. Like make sure that you, you get clear on that. Cause that's where the gold is. That's where your success is. Yeah. I absolutely love that. So, so again, if there's anything at all uh, on this call, you're curious to find out more about just click on the scale session link below It'll be a 15 minute call uh, with Marnie, one of our head uh, growth experts here at the game changers. We'll simply identify where you're at, uh, where you want to go and whether or not we may be able to help you get there before having a longer conversation. Michael McNish, really appreciate your time today. Everything you've shared, dude, uh, trust me, of huge value. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, and uh, share. Mate, thanks so much for your time. Absolute pleasure, Baz. Cheers, mate. See ya.